girl, I would always read like bloggers talking about what it's like being 20 years old and single. And then almost every single blogger or most bloggers would talk about how all their friends are getting married. Like that was like the common theme. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, like that's probably gonna be like when I'm 20. But I never expected it to happen so early. Like I'm only 18 and people around me are getting married like left and right. Like not all of them of course are my age because god forbid but they're they're around 20 ish years old but most of them are like getting married and um and i'm just like whoa like where did this come from all right so you're not saying that you'd like love to get hitched in a couple of days from now i would not prefer it but just the fact that it's happened like everyone is getting hitched it's just like what is this some new trend that people are starting well, would you say when you, you know, see so many people getting married, are they getting married um, from, like, their own choice? Or are there mainly, like, arranged marriages? Most of them are getting married from their own choices. Yeah, not not many of them are, like, arranged, arranged. Or not, like, arranged in the traditional sense of arranged. Yeah, it's more, like, semi-arranged, I guess, mm-hmm. where maybe, like, two people will meet, like, at, like, a public, like, place, like, college or maybe work and then their families will come together and be like okay so like there's a marriage happening Mm -hmm. like i guess like this is it or like i saw you talking to that boy huh what's up post to you yet oh my god (laughs) exactly and i think that got me thinking about it and i'm just like well i mean there was a i mean there is definitely time for for me like it's not like an immediate concern but it it just got me thinking about the whole like arranged marriage system and i'm just like damn this is like more complex than hiring a person like when you think about it like if you're a company and you're hiring someone like it's just like okay quick look at their resume you do a quick interview done but like the whole arranged marriage system is so much more complex and like there's like that whole gang of like aunties that like sift through all the resumes and headshots that they get the rishta aunties (laughs) yes the rishta aunties like i guarantee you there's one at every mosque there's like one in every like south asian community oh my god do you think arranged marriages are something that should be seen as a thing of the past or they're still relevant today i think they're definitely really relevant today like people have made it like an industry out of this like i'm not kidding you like in india they have businesses where all they do is match people like arrange people that's all they do they have websites for it like it's like a whole i feel like it's a big part of south asian culture that you can't like really take that away like even my own parents are arranged so yeah it's definitely a big fabric of of south asian culture and society and i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon i feel like it's definitely evolving though yeah we definitely see it evolving and we see it changing especially for south asians that live in america or just in the western world in general like now it's not more now it's not like oh i want three goats for my dowry and now it's more <laughs> like i want a house and a car but um and it's also like the guy and the girl or whoever it is who choose to marry like they know each other beforehand and although there there are sometimes 
you might not know them beforehand there is more of like that consensus or or like consent in general of like if people want to get married when they choose to get married who they choose to get married to and it's not more it's not the family like dictating like you have to get married now so i feel like there's a lot more consent in that which is definitely great and it's also depending on like the family itself like it's not like that for every single family and it's not always black and white too mm-hmm. i would say though that sometimes it's more difficult if um well you don't see this like that often but if there's a marriage that's arranged within a family like for example like two cousins getting married or maybe just like two families that are pretty close like any like insular type of network right because hypothetically if one person wants to back out then it's not just them potentially um damaging their relationship but it's the relationship of so many other people Mm -hmm. definitely yeah for those that don't know what arranged marriages are or have like vaguely heard of the term and don't really know how it works this is a basic rundown so what you do is you literally like i'm not kidding you get a resume you get your headshot and you submit it to a group of these like south asian like aunties or like these like middle-aged women um who will basically review your headshot review your resume and find a match for you and they will like facilitate the whole thing like they will do background checks like i'm not kidding you literal background checks they will go around the entire neighborhood and ask people what they think of you and get all the gossip like they're better than the fbi (laughs) like that's how efficient they are and they will facilitate who is the best match for you and if you have done something wrong they will find out and when things do, and when you finally do find a match, what they'll also do is they'll find a match for you and they'll invite the person over or they, mostly it's the entire family. So the, these two entire families come together and you awkwardly sit across the person that you're matched to while you're, if you're a girl, then you're instructed to sit and be shy or bring tea or do any other traditional role in front of the in-laws or in front of the potential in-laws and if the guy likes the girl then the marriage is fixed there's a date that's set and done bam i remember once one of my cousins was looking for a potential match and my cousin's mom like found this guy and at first she thought he was like really nice but then he had like a secret twitter account and she wanted to like basically like read his tweets except like she's like a desi auntie she doesn't know twitter so then she was like uh texting my mom like do you know how to use twitter (laughs) my mom was like let me ask mariam and mom and so then i was like showing her like his tweets and like i mean things like worked out don't get me wrong but you were right like desi aunties they work harder and faster than the fbi they do like if you you can get all the dirt on someone like not even like how much they earn 
not it's like it goes even beyond like how much they earn what job they're at but like literally like every single tea that they ever had like who was their elementary school valentine exactly like who was their potential crush oh god what they were doing on a saturday night on this evening like they will find out they are that good that's terrifying that's very terrifying and i'm definitely afraid of them (laughs) i like to think that i'm better than that or i i like to think that i'm not afraid of them that i'm just like excuse my language badass bitch but honestly (laughs) i feel like they're the badass bitches i think being a muslim indian american there's definitely a lot of gray area when it comes to arranged marriages because arranged marriages here in america aren't completely traditional but at the same time most of us or a lot of us have grown to not really know what arranged marriages are beyond our immediate family Mm -hmm. like on tv on disney channel or whatever it is we've seen people date we've seen people fall in love and eventually get married when we watch cinderella when we watch um other tv shows like that's what we've grown up with and then to grow up and be like hey you have to marry this person that you don't know really well or this complete stranger is like such a such a shock and i feel like a lot of south asians especially like kids of immigrants and are kind of redefining what a traditional arranged marriage is or what an arranged marriage is in general um we we see people in like msas which is like the muslim student association at the schools or just in general in college where it's more like oh like i started liking this person and i want to get married so i'll tell my parents and they'll facilitate the whole thing so what are your thoughts on like how arranged marriages are like changing in the western world i think sometimes well you know when we were talking about how there are certain women like we called them like rifta aunties Mm who um, tend to like spearhead arranged marriages so i feel like arranged marriages tend to um, tie in like on honor and purity culture Mm -hmm. where if someone is perceived as being like unworthy or maybe like like tainted in like a type of way then they kind of have like this shadow that covers them where they're not like fit for a marriage Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to remove and i'm not really sure if you can remove that Mm -hmm. like i think well a couple of years in the past if you were for example maybe a single mom Um, even if you know you were married to like your spouse before it would be very difficult to get remarried again like if you could at all Mm -hmm. definitely and I feel like there's a really like skewed idea when it comes to um, especially for women um, the idea of purity that if you want to get married you can't like date beforehand but then also you can't be a widow, you can't be a single mother, and I feel like it's really toxic, you know, because, like, a lot of, I guess, mother-in-laws and, like, um, those people in those, like, Rishta auntie groups, they're very, like, cutthroat when it comes to that, and, and it's horrible to think that, that these women are completely shut off, or these women 
will have a harder time finding a spouse just because of something that happened in their past. I agree. So I read this book the other day. I think I told you about it. It's called The Love and Lies of Rukshana Ali. Mm -hmm. So the rundown of the book is basically Rukshana is a young woman living in California and she's set to go to college in a couple of weeks, but she's hiding a big secret from her Muslim parents. She's a lesbian. And a couple of days before she's set to start college, her parents accidentally catch her kissing her girlfriend goodbye. And they completely, like, freak out. And they end up sending her to Bangladesh to get an arranged marriage. And what happens when she goes to Bangladesh? So she ends up meeting her extended family and the man that she's engaged to. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that he's actually gay. And so he um, shows her more of the underground LGBT scene over there. And she also finds the diary that her grandmother kept. Mm -hmm. And her grandmother recorded um, like bits and pieces of their family history. So Rukshana kind of ends up understanding why her parents are the way that they are. And I think the author does a good job trying to explain how her parents aren't necessarily evil. Yes, they do an awful thing, like sending her away to a foreign country to get married against her will. But there's like a story behind like why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, when it comes to homophobia or um, just things in general, within South Asian communities, within Asian communities, or any other minority communities, things it's easy to say like oh these people are homophobic or these people are this way and this is why we shouldn't associate with them or um but i feel like there's a lot more gray area than that because it's not that that these communities or these people are homophobic necessarily it's well they might be initially but it's also because they haven't had the chance to get to know people that might identify as something other than straight. And like, I could say this from like my own family and um, when they first heard about what was going on, the whole, all the movements um, with the LGBTQ community, they didn't necessarily understand it because where they come from that's that's not necessarily a part of daily conversations um their friends weren't necessarily all identified as straight so they didn't have the opportunity to have these conversations but now when i sit down with them and explain to them saying like hey like my friend so and so like you know them they are gay they are bi they are um lesbian they're trans um their initial reaction is like okay i don't know much about that but once they learn more and once i explain to them that hey these are at the end of the day they're my friends at the end of the day they're people just like me yeah they are teenagers just like me um they have parents who are immigrants too Mm -hmm. i think there's there's more of a sense of like empathy there's more of an understanding like in the sense where we're going through similar struggles and um, that we're all different and it's time to change and it's time to 
love people for who they are and I think religion plays a big role in that like redirecting religion to be not exclusive but inclusive to reminding people especially like I've seen this this change in the Muslim community where some people will be like hey if you're so-and-so you can't be a part of our community but there has been that shift of that if you're lesbian if you're gay if you're trans or whoever you are if you identify straight or not that you're welcome because God loves you or God wouldn't discriminate against you for that so who are we to do it So Alicia, I think you were telling me that there's a lot of pressure to kind of find the right person, so to speak, or the one. Definitely. I I can definitely start feeling that now in an odd way, although like I'm years from being married. Um, there is definitely that pressure of like, okay, like first of all, who am I going to marry? And second of all, because in the Muslim community, and the South Asian community in general, dating is looked down upon. Like, you're not really supposed to date. Of course, people find their way around it. People still date. People still do other stuff. Um, but in general, like, it's still looked down upon. And it's preferred not that you not date. Like, how do you find that right person? Is there, like, a speed dating slash interview process that you go through with every single person oh my god you know you know what i mean it's like you can't really do that like theoretically and like or not just theoretically but actually in the in the real world where hey like let me put you in for a 20 minute interview you know that that's, <laughs> that's not how the real world works it's not like a job position um although the systems are very similar but yeah there's so much pressure it's like well I like this one person and I I have talked to them a couple of times and I want to get married to them but just because you talk to someone a couple of times and you like them doesn't necessarily mean that you'll like them or like like spending so much time with them because once you're married you're married you know yeah so there's a lot of pressure to find that right person who you can live with who you know it's like well you want to marry your best friend but you don't know who your best friend is by just hanging out a couple times it's definitely something that takes a lot of time and patience to build and compatibility is something that's very important too because for example you might like your both of your personalities might mesh well together Mm -hmm. but then you know you're living with like another person day Mm -hmm. in day out exactly yeah and if those two schedules don't align then it can definitely like be a pretty big stressor i think when a lot of couples who initially don't know each other that well do get married i mean it is tough it can be depressing but they still manage to work through because they put the relationship first Mm-hmm. i think um it's definitely changing now where people know at least know relatively of what the other person's like before marriage like I can definitely see that in colleges nowadays where you know how there's clubs for like specific ethnicities specific religions 
um, like the the PSA club for like Pakistani students or the MSA for Muslim students or I know there's a HSI which is like a Hindu student mm-hmm. HSI, something like that there's also like ASA or like mm-hmm. CSA yeah exactly so I feel like there is you can get to know someone better when you're part of that club like sometimes I feel like MSAs are are built just for finding your spouse like, oh my god it's like the bachelor or the bachelorette exactly that's what i feel like it is and like that's where people usually find their spouses that's where where i've seen it happen but yeah it's definitely changing and i feel like i'm kind of excited to see where how young Muslims, young South Asians kind of redefine traditional arranged marriages because, and I really hope, like I'm really hoping that this changes stuff in back at, in India, in like Pakistan or like wherever because I feel like, uh, in, I've seen it change over the years but I feel like there's definitely more that needs to be changed there in terms of uh, when it comes to arranged marriages. I personally have nothing like really against the the concept of a arranged marriage. There's definitely things that can go wrong. There's been cases where it has gone wrong, mm-hmm. and the cases that I've seen it has gone wrong. But the whole concept of arranged marriage is what I feel like it is. Is that it's not only that you're getting married to another individual, but it's taking in the idea that you're when you're marrying someone, you're marrying their family, basically. Yeah. And it's very family-oriented. Like, I feel like part of the reason why we don't have arranged marriages here in America is because America is, like, or just the Western world in general is very individualistic. Where, like, people, like, after they're 18 or after they're off to college, it's like they're on their own. You know, they find their own way. They get their own careers. Like find their own spouse or you know they date around like it's like very like it's up to you but in countries like India and Pakistan it's very family oriented and the families are the ones that are making day-to-day decisions about their kids lives about other individuals lives like my family like we still when we visit like we all still live together like nobody lives apart apart like, we all have this idea that when we grow older, when we go back, we're all going to live together again. And I think that's part of the reason why there is, why arranged marriage is there is because it's like these families meshing together. It is a pretty transcendent concept where you can't just think about yourself, but you need to think about how it um, it affects everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also puts a lot of pressure, you know. That is true. Though there is a lot of pressure to, I guess, please the please the family, do what's best for the family, do what's best for the your parents, and it sometimes it's easier to sacrifice your own happiness for them. So I feel like there's a, it's a very hard balance. It's like how do you have a healthy relationship with your family? But at the same time, 
adhere to culture and tradition, but at the same time, look after your own happiness. So it's like a very, very delicate balance. And it's something that's really, really hard sometimes that you kind of have to sacrifice on one or the other. So Alicia, do you think arranged marriages are a sham or the secret to love? I think that there is a lot of gray area when it comes to arranged marriages. I don't think they're a sham, but I also don't think that they're the secret to love. Because I feel like they could be either both, depending on how someone approaches it and how it all goes down. Because I've seen people fall in love with arranged marriages, but I've also seen it gone terribly, terribly wrong. So it's kind of like one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, it's like a product, you know, (laughs) or it's like it won't work for everyone, but it works for a couple people. And for some people, it's a miracle. And for some people, it's the worst thing that they happen to them. (laughs) What about you, Maryam? Well, I do agree on how you said it's a gray area right now. And I don't think the answer is as simple as we'd like it to be. And I think it's probably going to take years, even generations, to find the right answer. That is so true. I feel like every day we're redefining what tradition means and what, especially what tradition means with growing up in a different environment. How do we take these practices, these cultural practices, and redefine them? How do we make them better? How and how do we make them us, you know? So there's, it's definitely evolving, like you said. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Spotify and Anchor. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook under The Brownish Podcast. See you soon.